NH here. Welcome back to the iHealth channel and iHealth radio. Uh, we're back with the Garrison Hour and the man and the one and the only, Gabriel Garrison. How are you? Hello. Nice to speak with you again and um, to broadcast with you. Um, hopefully we can again uh, be able to provide some uh, food for thought, if you will, uh, and, and useful. I, well, so far it's been good. <laughs> yes. uh, we've had a lot of good uh, feedback and uh, certainly a lot of uh, powerful messages and, and content, I would believe. And hopefully people have taken advantage of some of it, if not all of it. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure other uh, will probably follow suit eventually. So today's topic is people and us, right? Absolutely. And us. Weird, right? It sounds like, you know, what kind of topic is that? People and us. Ah. So let's, let's, let's break that down. <laughs> sounds deep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we uh, established that a human being is formed by uh, two kinds of um, creation. One is the human in us is materially based, right? Cells, bones, and so forth, and it's perishable. And the other uh, kind of quote-unquote ingredient in a human being is the being in us, namely the electromagnetic field, which allows us to be A, alive and be conscious. As such, individuals who are conscious um, need a purpose in life, need meaning. An individual without meaning um, is really devoid of knowledge and the whole idea of consciousness, the word conscience means with science or with the science of. So if I am in the knowledge or within the science of being able to distinguish essentially between good and evil, then I certainly need to choose a camp, don't I, uh, Hurricane? Well, uh, you do. We all have to do that, right, eventually. <laughs> we got to pick a side, <laughs> maybe, or no sides for that matter. But so, so Gabriel, I, I want to go back to the title of today's topic. Uh, and yeah, we certainly can go. I mean, people and us. I mean, certainly, you said we're social animals, as, as people may refer to humans. And we do live in society. I mean, you can't... Uh, we, we've actually, we know of real cases when people are in, in the long term by themselves, they can have some, some real mental issues if they don't have anybody to really interact with. I mean, I've, we've seen that in movies, we've seen that in reality, and we've seen that in, 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 in real life, of course. Um, and there are studies about that. So, so people can be uh, interesting. <laughs> to say the least, right? We all are interesting characters. <laughs> yes. And I don't think anyone would disagree with us, right? <laughs> you know, good, bad, otherwise it doesn't matter. Everybody's interested in their own way. Um, but you're right. There is, there, is, there is the people, and we are part of the people, right? And, but how we interact. So I, I have this philosophy personally that I think that, you know, we're in this world, and uh, it's, I, I always refer to it as this, this big theater, and we have different characters that will come on that stage and have their own function or their own, I guess, cues. Uh, they have a role to play and they interact with each other within that, that theater and then the play is over. <laughs> Thus, the end of life. <laughs> so so, so um, what do you say to that? <laughs> Absolutely. So let's start with this play of our lives. Uh, we are born and who are the first adults that we are exposed to a hurricane well i'm assuming parents parents so this is a very important thing to establish namely the um the meaning the importance um the vitality uh, of a mother and a father uh, because for a baby and then later on the child, the mother represents literally and figuratively the nourisher. She is the one who feeds, she is the one who comforts, and the word comfort means comfort within the strength 
of whatever one's reality is. The father, if the mother is the nourisher, the father is the protector. So if I want to protect something, the word uh, protector comes from, again, Latin, and simply means to cover something over. So where do we protect things uh, mostly um, hurricane? In the home or outside the home? Which things do we cover most likely? Well, I mean, parenthood is not simple, right? I mean, I, I would say uh, it starts in the home, but it continues outside of the home. I mean, we can't just let our kids go out there. I mean, especially for those folks that may have kids, they will probably relate to this. I mean, if you're parents, you always care for your kids. When they leave the home, you're kind of worried until the minute they come back. Uh, and then also, I mean, you want to protect them against society and, and what other influences that may be out there. And then we see that all the time. There's good influence, bad influence. Uh, our kids learn things from a variety of, of, of folks. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing, though. That's old school. I mean, in, in a way, that's been the tradition over the centuries where kids are with you and they go to nature. I mean, back in the days, I mean, before technology, they used to hunt, they used to do things, then they used to go play. Uh, even our generation, I think, at least I can speak for myself, I mean, we grew up in the street a little bit, having fun, playing with the, you know, real game, ball, things like that. And, you, know, you know, we probably had the first, you know, uh, game consoles <laughs> at the time, you know. So we did a lot of outdoor activities. And our, I know my parents, you know, they were always freaking out when I'm out there because uh, they don't know until you walk in, they check you out. If it is good, all right, I'm happy. Yes, okay. I remember one time, actually, I got hurt. I came back home with a boo-boo, as they call it. And that was not a fun moment, you know, in the, in, in the house. But, but I, think, I think the protection here is, is beyond just, you know, physical. I mean, it's, you protect them for everything. I mean, exactly. mentally, uh, emotionally. You so. got it. So it's the protection, the, the, the visible and the invisible protection of the child. Um, and um, that is created in order to have and maintain a balance in one's life, right? So the word balance comes from our friend, the Latin language, uh, and it literally means there B meaning, meaning two and lungs meaning a scale, like the justice, Lady Justice's scale. If it's tilting one way or another, hopefully in, in a fair, balancing of justice. So the same thing goes with, like you said, mental, emotional, and physical values and uh, states of being. Um, this balance is needed. And for that, the mother, the nourisher, the one who comforts, has to have as the balancing factor, the father, the protector, the ones who protects the individual, covers him or her over, and that is in order to dare the young individual to go outside the comfort level. And this is very interesting because in such a balanced environment, the mother nourishes the strength from a comforting level and the father protects and quote unquote nourishes the strength to push the individual outside the comfort zone and progress. Um, this is a very important thing. Uh, this is manifested a lot in our uh, hormonal level and the, the derivating physiological and later on um, action-based uh, activities of the individual. Have you heard about oxytocin? Oxytocin. The oxytocin is called uh, also the love hormone. Why is that the case? Because this hormone, which was discovered in the 1950s, is coined from the Greek term oxys, meaning sharp or swift, and tokos, meaning childbirth. So essentially, this hormone refers uh, to the childbirth in a sharp way of the individual. This is so powerful. Um, hurricane because this hormone is in charge to facilitate the birth and to stimulate the milk release in the mother. It's phenomenal important. 
For others, this hormone, which is created or triggered by love, um, is a trust-inducing, has a trust-inducing property. This oxytocin may help those with social anxiety and depressions, anxiety, fear, social dysfunctions, generalized anxiety disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. The list goes on and on. Um, and so it can be actually administered medically to alleviate the very um, same illnesses that I had mentioned before. And that usually happens in families that were dysfunctional or single or kids in the orphanages. And because they did not have the mother's love, mm -hmm. their little bodies and neurons did not process it enough oxytocin. And uh, as such, they need the artificial or the synthetic um, version of it. Isn't that interesting? I, it's news to me. I mean, I, you know, I, I know the relationship with the motherhood and all that, but I mean, to break it down into hormonal, <laughs> you know, levels and, and how the impact is, uh, I mean, that is pretty, uh, not only interesting, that's pretty deep stuff. And uh, it's the next, the next level. Um, and, and I mean, but you can see that, I mean, there is, I mean, definitely there's, there's that, that, that closeness. I mean, um, in the old tradition, I mean, milking or like you know having like breastfeeding you know children right uh you know that is that is kind of like that was and even today there's so many mothers that pick and choose that that is a connection and again it may not be as related but it, i think there is a, a very good relationship with that in terms of especially when you do it over two years or a period of time which is usually two years i think that connection is there is nothing like it i mean it, it sounds like, I mean, unfortunately, like, you know, today, I mean, there's a lot of ba formula babies, <laughs> you know, so there's maybe a disconnect in that level. Uh, and again, I mean, we're talking about just pure physical, trans, you know, uh, transmission of, of such, you know, hormones and such uh, things, you know, body to body. But, but I think there is, there is a, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that there is a, a real connection between the two. Um, yeah. Oh, in fact, love is triggering oxytocin. Love is triggering the creation of this. You mentioned the kids very correctly. I must give you credit. <laughs> I can see <laughs> that you are a parent. Um, you mentioned the children until age two. Let me mention why this oxytocin is so powerful and if this is in not, not enough existence because of not enough love being given, the maternal kind of love given to these children, what's the side effect of that? So children until age two have two times more the amount of neurons that adults, including therefore and the receptors of the synapses of the brain than, than adults have. So you can imagine the potential benefits of love within this first two years of one's life. If not enough love is given, then there is a high infusion of cortisol and adrenaline, which then create a situation for the rest of the life of the individual. And it affects the correlation of this individual to himself or herself and the rest of the people. The first toxic a hormone that comes because of lack of um, love, which by the way, if one doesn't have love, uh, one will have fear. Fear will generate anger and or sadness and or depression. So at that point up to uh, age two and or later, if not enough oxytocin creating love is there, then these two hormones called depression hormones are going to take place and be produced in inordinate amounts of time, of, of, of uh, quantity rather. The first one is the cortisone. Now you also do martial arts. So when I'm talking about these hormones, you can correlate them to the exercises that uh, are triggering certain hormonal levels in the individual one way or another. So the cortisone, one of the two depression hormones in excess blocks the rebuilding of the nerves. 
So imagine a baby up to age two and or later, not only does not have enough oxytocin, but in fact, it has a high influx of cortisol. And up to age two, when he or she has twice the amount of uh, the uh, neurons, instead of being having these neurons imbibed with uh, oxytocin, has cortisol, number one. The cortisol blocks the rebuilding of the nerves, which obviously reduces the nerves in the little baby. The second, uh, um, the second um, depression hormone is adrenaline. Now in excess, in, again, adrenaline, just like cortisol is triggered, is created by fear. Fear, anger, uh, depression, anxiety. Um, and the adrenaline, what it does, it constricts the circulation, uh, sometimes with, sometimes without spasticity in the body, which in terms reduces the oxygen levels and affects the heart, the muscles, and the blood. So now you tell me what kind of future, brilliant future, is a little baby uh, prepared to have internally if psychologically there is not enough love, which reduces the love hormone, oxytocin, and uh, increases the stress hormones of cortisol and adrenaline. It is a setup for a very hard uphill battle for the baby. Now, what happened to the baby when it becomes a little child before uh, age seven? So children up to age six are modeling the outside role models, about 98% of children are modeling the outside roles from a subconscious perspective. They don't understand very well the why behind the what. They just know and see the what, and for better or worse, they are going to model that. Now, if we model something long enough, it creates a reflex, yeah. right? What do you think? Oh, I agree. I mean, like again, we say muscle memory, right? You see it, you do it, and it just becomes a, a you know just a routine, and you do it, and yeah. Uh, and you don't even think about it because that's what you know. You don't know anything better. Exactly. And, and you're right. I mean, if if these folks or the children, and we've seen that. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about well, there's the, the topic of, of hate and racism and things like that, for example, especially in these days, you know, what's going on with the Asian community. Uh, you know, you, you would think that some people have, you know, learned some of these things, you know, when they're younger. And yet... A kid, a child, you know, without having any influence, will not see the difference in humans. They all children are children. They don't see color. They don't see you know background, ethnicity, all that. But if they are exposed enough, I think to to one element of those things in, in the long term or hear things, that's how they grow up to be. Uh, and it's it's hard to change that mentality eventually. But you're right. I mean, you're building the building blocks literally at those at those young ages. And so whatever you instill, instill in them, that's what's going to be. It's like you basically just injected, you know, good, bad, or otherwise, right at that, you know, early on. And to your point, if they don't have the love, they don't have the hormonal balance that they need, and they get the opposite with the, you know, the, the fear factor. <laughs> you know, with the exactly, the fear factor. Then that's and that's all there is. Yeah, and you're right. Again, the beginning is not in the hormones. The beginnings are at the electromagnetic sentiments or feelings being given to these children. Uh, are they loved? Are they neglected? Are they uh, hurt? Mm -hmm. So unless they are loved, the other two are going to lead the individual into the constrictive, constrictive aspect of, of uh, his um, endocrinological really imbalance and so what should be like you said building blocks actually turn uh into just blocks obstacles destructive ones <laughs> destructive ones we see that in with a lot of children in orphanages we see that in children who come from very dysfunctional families um it is um such a responsibility to raise a child um and the credit should go to both parents who are able to provide that nourishing from the mom particularly and protective from the dad particularly aspects through love from both of them 
that it just makes one uh, never underestimate the beauty of having decent and loving parents who consistently provide that sort of love and protection. Well, it, we, I mean, you mentioned earlier about the lady justice and, and the balance, right? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, that today's society, I mean, there's a lot of debate on, you know, do, does it matter if there is a, if a person is single, uh, what, whether it's a, it's a male or female, father, mother, you know, there's a lot of single folks, you know, divorce and stuff. But if you look back in history, uh, that was not the case. I mean, even more recent years, you know, you had, you know, families or families, husbands and wives, and they lived, you know, until the end. Good, bad relationship. They go through their turmoils. You know, we made the joke about the uh, the uh, love and marriage, you know, uh, show on a cruise, you know, about, you know, the, the couples that are the oldest, you know, usually are the ones who win because they've, they've you know, endured everything together, but they stayed together. Uh, and some families even if they don't disagree, they, they disagree, don't even want to be with, with each other. They do it just for the sake of the kids, to maintain that that closeness and to be like really tight with the kids and keep them almost sheltered from any disruption. Now, the issue, I mean, I think I think that there is the reason there is a father and a mother is like to your point, one each one has a function, and the minute that is actually kind of crooked or destroyed or disrupted, you know, there's gonna be some miss somewhere. And that miss can be ultimately uh, seen in the behavior, not maybe you know early on, maybe even later on. And it's, there's certainly some sort of psychological damage or some impact that will take place and certainly will have an effect. And so some people may disagree with this opinion, but and say because there are good ex, you know, examples of people that have been able to give and provide all the care and balance, but, but certainly, uh, you know, it depends of other things. And, you know, you don't know until something happens. Oh, well, that's what it is. Because to your point, uh, another thing that we've seen, in, and this is in society, uh, and at least I've seen it, you know, long enough around in the communities, uh, when you have people that, that, let's say single folks, right, you know, with children, uh, their children may not want to be married later on or have even a relationship because, well, they have a relationship, but they will not be, you know, I don't need to be married. You know, it didn't work out well for my parents. You know, why should I experience it? And then, then becomes now almost redundant in the society. And, and you know, now the, the ripple effect, you know, may not be seen immediately. But then, you know, we, we wonder sometimes today we have violence, we have crazy stuff going on all the time, uh, lack of respect and so on and so forth, values that are actually diminished. But when you think about it, I, uh, you know, and, and some folks that are more conservative will probably maybe agree. Some more liberal may not, might, may not agree. But, but these are just the facts I'm stating. I'm not giving an opinion here. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, the, the two sides, you know, can debate about it. But at the end of the day, the core of it is that you have a father, you have a mother, you have a balance. And so it's supposed to be working equally. Uh, and then you have the elements outside of those two, which is basically your teachers, your environment, your society, your community, all these other, uh, I guess, uh, influences uh, and or, you know, uh, just uh, inputs that you get. Because, I mean, we're, I tend to believe that we're like almost a, a computer, right? You get a lot of hard, <laughs> we're the hardware where there's a lot of software uploaded, <laughs> you know, every day. And that becomes your, your basically, uh, you know, system, you know, what, what your, you <laughs> your, your core is working with so yes and um to to confirm what you're saying can somebody else provide the love needed for the children yes of course because like i said the cause here is not an individual or a hormone per se what induces the love hormones so hormone or the the, the opposite the destructive ones uh, uh, is the electromagnetic field of love, if it's there. So it can be, as per what you said, um, another person, a non-blood-related individual, a loving teacher, a loving worker in, in an orphanage. In fact, uh, very often uh, orphanage professionals end up adopting children from the orphanage out of love. Um, and so it's the energy of love consistent mind you not intermittent uh and because it's consistent it is best happening in a mother father day and night sort of attendance to the children's needs although a stranger may also do that including an adoptive uh, parent brilliantly so what i'm talking about here and what we are talking about here is the fact that love from the 
very initial stages of the baby's uh, lives is phenomenally important. Like you said, primarily in the two first years of his or her life, for reasons we discussed. And even all the way up to age 13, when the subconscious in the individual leaves way to the conscious part in the individual. So now that, that's why we talk about the adolescent years, right? At 13, now the individual becomes a teenager. So at this point, uh, the individual starts uh, acting and discovering his or her conscious uh, rationale behind his or her and or others' actions uh, uh, and, and intentions and words. So he or she starts exploring his or her reality from the conscious level. Until then, it is mostly subconscious based, which means it is mostly related to role modeling. And like you said, uh, if it is from a healthy, loving framework of reference, the individual then when he or she becomes more prone to use his or her consciousness will have a healthy mirror, soundboard or frame of reference. If not, he or she can still uh, now that the conscious part becomes more and more prevalent in his or her life, bypass that, whether it be by, by uh, an, a constant effort to improve himself or herself, we are talking the 40% perception, whether it be because of positive outside factors, good people, places and things and actions, the 10% aspect of the individual, and or because of sheer genetics hurricane because the 50% remaining genetics are so resilient in nature that the, the, the young adult is beautifully lit from inside simply because of genetic predisposition and or a combination of them. What do you think? Well, I mean, listen, I mean, I, 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 can, I can see that. And, and, and you know, um, you, just, you just hit on, a, on an item here, which is the concept of it could still work, you know, because of genetics and the influence of stuff. And, and yes, I mean, I, I still believe that, you know, a good percentage of society, regardless of whether families, you know, separate, things like that, as long, and even sometimes at early on, the kids have an alternative family, <laughs> you know, if you want to call it that way, or, you know, it could happen also when parents, you know, pass on early on, you know, when the kids are still young. You know, we've seen uh, uncles, uh, you know, uh, family members that take over, uh, even friends that take over, you know, and they do right by those kids. Uh, orphanages that can take, you know, good care, you know, at least individuals, not all. I mean, I think there's always some people that will be highlighting themselves to to be better humans uh, and do the right thing and, and really give the true love and not just do the job. Uh, but but you, I think overall, there is always an opportunity for kids. And to your point, when they get to that teenage level where they actually start seeing things themselves, now... It's a it's a fifty fifty shot. I mean, they can go one way or the other. If they tap into the good stuff and and have eventually a good environment that can guide them, they'll turn up well. And I think if they find the wrong influence, then they blame the whole world for for everything, and then they just you know go on doing you know all the bad things that they can ultimately regret over life. So yeah, yeah. So therefore, why, what I was saying earlier is that people need purpose in life. If I don't have a purpose, if I don't, to quote uh, John Cash's song, walk the line, if I don't walk the line of my purpose, of my meaningfulness in life, then I'm going to get distracted, right? Because I'm like a leaf in the water as opposed to being like a ship in the water. Uh, um, I have no uh, direction-based consistency, and therefore I'm not in control of my life. I simply give it up to uh, variables in my life. So that's something to understand. And that comes again from a balanced, loving, and protected and protective-based environment in the child's uh, home, uh, if, which helps the individual to have a positive purpose in life. Now, the other question is, you are mentioning the parents who stay for the sake of the kids in, in, in matrimony, right? Mm -hmm. Question is, do they stay for the sake of the kids out of love for the kids, or do they stay for the sake of the kids out of fear of society, of being 
thought badly because the rationale behind it can make or break the degree of assistance and the kind of assistance the parents uh, uh, would give to the children, right? If I do anything out of fear and or obligation, I'm going to resent the living day out of it. And it's going to come either consciously or subconsciously in, in what I say or do or not do, am I not? Uh, that's why paradoxically, some of the parents who separate while maintaining the uh, education of the kids, even alternatively, but they do it out of love, they have most likely more success in providing this love-based nourishment and or protection um, than the ones who are trying their best to do it out of fear, which invariably is going to mess up things in, in, in the sense that the parents will resent the kids and or their lives and something at some level at some point they are going to implode or explode with devastating circumstances what do you think well actually i think it's a great point and, and i mean you you really are covering an angle that i when I, I made my statement earlier i didn't really take it from that that the corner of like understanding the dynamics uh you know or at least the the, the, the variations that, that may happen just because you stay within a relationship if you do it for the wrong reasons to your point there will be reaction, uh, and that reaction can be, you know, adversely affecting, you know, the children because you're always going to like, and you can bring it up to the kids. We've seen, I mean, this is not, you know, very common. Well, well I, I just stayed for the sake of you. You're the, the reason why I'm not happy, blah, blah, blah. And now the kids are listening to this conversation, like, you know, they blame themselves why their parents were not happy. And and so now it's, the, to your point, they just, the, the, the thing that they wanted to stay away from, they just actually manifested it faster, you know? Uh, and and therefore the result is the same. The children still are getting you know impacted you know with this particular behavior, and therefore it's still in their conscious and then ultimately or subconscious and ultimately reflected in their life. And so and and again, I mean, listen, we have the real cases you know case studies out there. There's a lot of you know documentaries about this thing as well. We see it also in the fiction world. I mean, the movies and stuff but depicting real true events. And, and what, what, you know, really triggered these events, you know, and a lot of it is, again, dysfunctional relationships, parents, you know, not getting along, so on and so forth, doing it for the wrong, like you said, it all starts with love and, and you know, the chemistry and keeping it tight. And, and I think me personally, as a, as a parent, as a father, uh, you know, one of the things that you always want is you want the best for your kids. You mentioned purpose is that, you know, you want to at least guide them until they're ready on their own and they can take it from there. And you try to protect them from any other elements and you always like try to be on top. Now you try, you do your best. I mean, we're not perfect. Sometimes we all have our deficiencies, I would call them, you know. But but as long as the kids get to a point where they understand why you're doing it, like like for me, I would say my parents, you know, were there for me, uh, regardless of their relationship, whatever the case may be, you know, they were there, they try to do their best to provide me education with the right, you know, uh, environment, so on and so forth, to get me to a certain point of, of not freedom, but you know, where I can actually sail on my own, you know, like a safety zone, <laughs> you know. And then yes. after that, it's on you. The decision you make are always going to be yours, and yes. so you can sink or swim, you know. But then at that point, there is their their duty is done, and, and their function in society has been, you know, implemented. Yeah, exactly. Now, what happens? if there is a denial of this electromagnetic field which is then creating and the creator of the love hormone and everything else in the body that's good for us um, in the last century we had a school of thought called the behaviorists uh, the behaviorists claim that feelings have nothing to do with the rest of the body. And to prove the point, in the United States, some um, individuals decided to isolate children from being loved, held, comforted. Uh, and guess what happened to those babies? They, I, they died and or they were in such a um, decaying state of, of emotional and mental and physical uh, um, um, imbalance that they really 
couldn't really survive without uh, being for the rest of their lives uh, heavily traumatized. So this individual in America actually isolated children from being touched, loved the moment they were born and they died for the most part. In Europe, certain schools decided let's do the same thing, whether it be with our enemies, such as the Nazi camps, or whether it is in the schools, such as in the Nazi uh, um, military schools. And guess what that led to? Genocide. Uh, in Asia, and I'm including the Ru Russians in Asia because, well, look at the map. And in, uh, in Russia, we had the Pavlovian effect, which started on the dogs in terms of conditional reflexes. Uh, and then it was moved into people. And then we had what? Genocides. We had re-education in the most negative sense of the word. Uh, we had essentially murder. So where there is not love, there is fear. Fear begets hatred. Hatred begets criminal actions. Uh, so their behaviorists had this very simplistic formula, hurricane. They said, we can provide a diagram of the human behavior in, 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 in an ABC model. The A means antecedent, right? Something that happens before the behavior. The B obviously stands for behavior and the C stands for consequence. So we can assure you that if we want a certain consequence in the individual by providing the proper um, antecedent, such as beating somebody into submission, the submission, the behavior will come and thus the consequence would be that they are not going to challenge us. Um, that school of thought um, really fell apart when uh, from Jung and on various, uh, and at the scientific level, the, the quantum physicians, they found out that the model is not quite as simple. Yes, there is an antecedent, However, between the antecedent and the behavior, there is one's interpretation or perception of that event. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's say somebody who's kept in prison by the communists or Nazis or whomever you want, uh, the idea is you keep them in prison, you break them. However, if the individual is highly spiritualized by that experience, he's going to come up even a more stern opposer uh, to the system, uh, then he or she got in. So now the behavior is not exactly the one that was hoped for by the behaviorist approach to it. Um, and so therefore, again, coming back to the initial uh, point that I was making is that human beings have to have a meaning. They are raised and they create this meaning. If their meaning is based on morality, their perception of the world is going to be done out of kindness, love, respect, uh, resilience. Um, and before the world and their actions uh, and their perceptions uh, stands the hormonal change, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that comes from the feelings and or the upbringings that they had. Uh, and then of course, before that were the experiences that we spoke about. So everything is interconnected. Um, that's why the expression says, show me a way to life and I'll, be, I'll build you a shrine. That's how important this showing is, isn't it? Well, I mean, again, talk building blocks. I mean, it's, it's really the, the source, right? It's, it's, I mean, an, an analogy would be talking about building blocks. You build a, a castle of, you know, you know, of wood and, and a foundation of, of paper, <laughs> of plastic, eventually the weight will crumble down. Uh, and it, it's, you build it correctly, the, the building is going to have a sound structure and it's going to stand, you know, the, the times. And, uh, and that's really, uh, I mean, I, I think that's the analogy that, that makes sense there. Uh, but really, it's, it's all about your, your, you know, upbringing, as we call it. Your, yes. your, fir your first impact you know and your first environment is going to dictate how i mean it's funny because i again i you and i we talked about this i watch a lot of uh 
uh, war movies and strategy movies, as well as, you know, like sports movies and things like that, and disasters. And you talk about like decision making, because I use those in terms of training and things like that. But when you look at it, you, you've seen in, in uh, even in martial arts, actually, uh, you know, it's funny because um, there, are, there are a lot of uh, martial arts uh, stories about like in the ninjutsu world or the ninja, you know, clans that they actually used to uh, pick up orphan kids and then they, they subject them and train them and control them to become assassins from the get-go. And so all they know, all they know is, is you know, fighting and everybody's conspiracy, everybody is, is an enemy, and all you do, you are bringing literally super soldiers to just go and do, you know, damage. We've seen it even in fiction movies, again, you know, which depicts the same story, but, but the reality of things, it can happen. If you condition folks enough uh, at an early on point, you will get that behavior. Um, even in our own behavior, I mean, like for example, again, relate to the martial arts, I, I started young, it stays with you. So some of the discipline that you've learned then, it's not gonna go. Doesn't matter if, if I stop working out or training today, it's not going away. Those principles are with me and they will apply until I go. Uh, and, and, and it goes for a lot of things. If you were, a, uh, you were conditioned to math or to computers, I mean, our kids today, they know more than the adults when it comes to technology because they are into it so early on you know, maybe not now, but if you think about 10 years, 15 years ago, when technology was just kind of like, you know, driving and a lot of the stuff moving fast, the children were able to actually adapt because they were into it younger. My kids started having their pads and iPads, or whatever, <laughs> at the age of five. I haven't seen an iPad until I was like 30. <laughs> Before it was books and that's it, comic books, and, that's how, and, and that was fun, right? So, so again, the level of conditioning that they have varies over time and based on what you have in terms of your entourage and, and, and what you've been you know, conditioned to. So that's, that's what's going to make the future. To your point, that's what's going to deliver the shrine. <laughs> and exactly. we, have a, we have a saying, similar saying about, show me who your friends are, I'll tell you who you will be. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, exactly. Um, it's very important to understand the damage that theories based on conflict which is conflict means one what i'm separated from you and why should i be separated from you either because i'm indifferent or i hate you or i'm afraid of you indifference hatred or fear that's what separates individuals uh, from from each other so there were many theories of conflict and it led to horrendous results in society Let's start with biology, right? We have uh, the theory of Darwin, right? The survival of the fittest, evolutionism. Well, again, here, the aspect of love, of care, of charity was never brought in. And while Darwin may have been right in terms of the reptilian animal kingdom, where indeed there is no empathy, he conveniently failed to explain why if you have a herd of elephants, the males, the strongest ones would be surrounding from the outside the weaker ones. Uh, really, if it had been a situation of the survival of the fittest, the babies would have been gone because the male elephants would have stayed in the center, right? And let the weaker ones outside instead of exposing themselves to the risk to protect them right so in the mammalian kingdom we see a lot of this aspect of just like with the human beings where the father the males are in the protective mode which means sacrifice to the uh, one's life if need be for protection for protecting the weaker ones mm -hmm. whereas the the the, uh, the females are in the nutritional and, and and nourishing and loving aspect of it if you want in psychology uh, and by the way, Darwin's survival of the fittest, the evolution is just a theory, just to be clear. Well, I, I wanted to interject on that just because I've, I've studied a lot of uh, on the Darwinism a little, well, not a lot, but enough to understand it, you know, uh, when I did some religious studies. And, and one of the things about, I mean, he had actually, I think in a statement, he did say that, you know, my theory could be proven wrong. And, and actually, there are a lot of, you know, holes in it eventually that were uh, depicted later on. Where even to your point, even in the, 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 the jungle, yes, there might not be empathy, but animals, you can find a lion with a gazelle 
uh, as long as they're not hungry, <laughs> they can still coexist. They, they, they only hunt to eat, so it's this, that's the nature piece, but they're not going there to just attack people. See, humans do that. We can attack each other for no reason. Animals don't do that. Uh, exactly. You know, if it's not territory and if it's not for survival, like food and stuff, they, they would not do it, you know, or to protect the, the, the little guys. But, exactly. But, uh, it is it is it is crazy because but again to your point it was a theory uh that was built on certain and multiple elements that at the time were supposed to be you know facts or at least they were easy to accept uh with more science more and, and by the way it was never accepted in the religious world which was still the predominant you know uh environment between all the main you know uh monotheistic religions that's always been you know, uh, Darwinism didn't stand a chance, you know, because everybody's still believing in the creation and so on and so forth. But but certainly those elements, you know, were had enough acceptance in some, you know, I guess, communities. But but even with that, you know, it, it immediately got almost destroyed, you know, with science and all the, the good, you know, you know, uh, scientific facts that 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 came on in this, the next century, you know, so. Yeah. So. Imagine what happened. The biology of Darwin's survival of the fittest was taken into Aryan races. Uh, even in the States, the white men decimating the uh, natives and or anybody else, blacks as uh, slaves and, and the Mexicans as uh, uh, kicking them out, uh, at least certainly taking the property and the territory over in the West and so forth. So that's where the biology aspect of this conflictual theory, survival of the fittest with no empathy and love being a determinant in the progress of these societies, particularly the human beings led to. In psychology, another conflict-based theory, no love, Freud's Oedipal complex, right? What's Freud's Oedipal complex? The son who kills the father. The son who kills the father, where is the love? There is no love there. In sociology, we have Marx's abolition of the family right out. The idea of class struggle, not based on individual merits and needs, but class, which means now you can go and kill millions of people who are from the quote unquote wrong class. And of course the continuous revolution, right? So what does revolution means is to turn the reality upside down to revolve it, revolution, like a revolver. And here is the antidote to that. What's the secret of life? The secret of life uh, has these this, uh, three points. How can one get unorganic or inorganic matter, which is dead, into organic matter, which is alive, right? This came from a Romanian doctor who published a book right under the nose of communists, and it created just about uh, a whole series of arrests. He, he escaped barely from being arrested and put in prison because it raised the consciousness of the people in Romania in the 1980s. And he wrote a book, his name is Professor Constantin Dulcan, a neurologist and endocrinologist and very spiritual person. And he wrote this book in a communist country called The Intelligence of the Matter. And he explained it quite scientifically. In order for anorganic or inorganic energy, dead matter to become an organic energy of life, there needs to be a catalyst uh, which could be both an organ, organizing factor um, and also coordinating with coordinating capabilities. In other words, we need an intelligent creator who would be able to both organize and coordinate the capabilities of creating life. And this intelligent creator may be called by many names and without somebody organizing and coordinating life, there is no way that that matter can become alive. <laughs> and so obviously this intelligence uh, factor has to be loving because it creates as opposed to destroying. Um, and thus the idea that love not only can create one individual's 
beautiful life and hormonal balance and goals and experience of pleasant life in his or her lifetime. It is actually the secret of the universe creating life. Isn't that interesting? Well, I mean, that's, that's I love that topic, actually. <laughs> we, could, we could do a whole session just for that one. And I mean, really, now you touch into like uh, the creation and uh, the universe and, uh, you know, even we can go to Big Bang Theory uh, and the intelligent design concept and uh, which this ties right into it. I mean, it's amazing because when in the Big Bang Theory, I mean, the universe exploded. But, but in, in essence, an explosion is destructive. The Big Bang did not explode. I mean, it was it's designed to actually get exactly everything in the right sp in space and, sp and time. And, and that's thus you have the, 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 the orbits, you have the galaxies and everything moving in harmony. Uh, and, and so there's so much stuff about that topic that we can debate. I mean, it's, we'll get into like physics now <laughs> and, 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 and even religion and science combined here because there's so much... And you and I, we had some some sidebar conversation about those topics, but it's it's pretty cool stuff because to your point, uh, one of the, the the like one time I had a, a discussion, and so it was an argument about creator, no creator, all that stuff, which is very typical these days. Some people say, well, you know, prove it. Well, I, I don't have to prove it. Let's take a bunch of rubble, you know, materials, so metal, rubber, uh, you know, pick all kind of different materials, put them in in a big pile, and let it be a computer functional computer let it be a plane that is able to fly can it happen the rubble will be there <laughs> and it would uh, not it would never work unless somebody takes those parts and put them into a machine and creates the machine and the, the software to do it not gonna happen <laughs> exactly so the organizing aspect of it plus the coordinating capabilities because one may be organized and coordinated in every single way possible, except technological in this case. So this intelligent entity capable of creating life by organizing and coordinating all the electromagnetic aspect, the force of life to infuse the matter where now life happens, and in the case of human beings, it's life based on consciousness, has to be there. We micromanage and micro-replicate this in creating anything from a bicycle to a skyscraper, and we don't understand that the same effect is happening uh, at the planetary level. That's, that's the interesting aspect of it, isn't it? Well, it, it is, and, and I, think, I think the reason we don't reflect on it is because we don't reflect enough. We don't think about it because it's just there. But any, any person can just literally walk out from their home and just, you know, take a look at the sky, go to the, to the shore and look at the sea and start questioning, how is it that the sea is not overwhelming the earth, you know, the land? How is it that the stars are not falling on our head? You know, uh, most of the stars we look at right now, they don't even exist any longer. I mean, their light has been so <laughs> taking traveling so long that they might have disappeared or moved from that position. But yeah, we just got it. I mean, there's so much stuff about, you know, that world that, you know, most of us, we're just are heedless about it. We just don't care to learn or to to even interact with. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it's very simple. We create, we invent. But our concept of inventing is really, I mean, a computer is the best example. I mean, we have software, hardware, right? We have, you know, energy that goes into it. All the stuff makes what we are looking at or what we're using as a computer. There's a, there's a processor, there's also, so we can talk about those are the organs. We talk about the software as the, the, the actual, you know, input, and then we can talk about the electricity as your energy. But at the end of the day, you and I, we had this discussion the other day about um, this universe is all made of, you know, electrical, you know, you know, uh, wavelength, wave type of uh, energy, right? And mm -hmm. we're talking about quarks, which is like, you know, one of the smallest elements in the universe, and everything is made out of quarks. So, so now what's the difference between you, me, the star, the sand, and the water, you know, and we're all made of molecules and atoms and, and, you know, electrons, protons and stuff. And then there's physics that says, you know, that matter is solid yet, you know, all the physics also leads back to one concept that is 90% empty. And now we're talking about like, you know, whoa, hold on. These guys are crazy on this show. <laughs> no, because it's not empty. It's invisible. And that's the big difference because what we call empty is actually electricity, electromagnetic consciousness. In fact, Nikola Tesla uh, reported that life 
in universe is based on three aspects, hurricane. First one, vibration. Second one, energy. And third one, frequency. So vibration, energy, and frequency, they are all electromagnetically related. There is no what iota of matter uh, as part of the secret of universe. It is from the energy of creating and by creating it becomes loving and it is intelligent on account of the organizing and coordinating capabilities, which obviously leads to one, to the creator being an intelligent entity uh, that, that we are around and the universe is around. Um, and learning to live out of joy and love, which is the whole idea of creating, uh, this is health, this is living at ease. The opposite, when one learns from living out of fear and anger and sadness and depression, this is these is or not being at ease. So the lesson is right there. It starts from our intelligent tension or intention and what we practice. That frequency, you and I mentioned about the AM, FM frequency. Which frequency am I going to be on? Because based on that, everything material and behavioral uh, and endocrinological in me is going to take you from that angle one way or another. Well, it's it you know it's funny because because we're we're coming back to the, the the end of this hour, but but I just I'm I'm reflecting on some of the discussions we had, and we talked about frequency. We talked about sounds, you know, as you know, wavelengths and things like that. We've talked about light and different types of light that exist out there. Things we see, UVs we don't see. Uh, we don't see x-rays, we don't see gamma rays, but they do exist. And so there's a lot of energy out there that is in a different level, capacity or frequency level uh, that we're not even, you know, we, I mean, right now we're talking about radiation. We're talking about EMF, you know, from the, the cell towers and things like that. But all these things are things that are around us, you know, computers, you know, like, like the old computers, you put like a, a phone or something next to them and you hear like a, a little noise tick, 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 meaning that there's a there's something that traverses the actual you know uh body of that particular uh, device so all that stuff is real but but people are not really listening to it they're not seeing it they're not even they're seeing it but they're not really questioning it they just know what it is they know how to use it it's there for a purpose but no one is like asking well wow look at this it's beautiful it's made it's nice but now but look at this earth how is it standing in the same spot you know and moving around i mean most people don't like there's a simple fact right so the 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 solar system in itself is traveling as the light speed as, at a fast speed towards the the star vega another another star another galaxy right but we all actually are in constant speed right now i mean we actually you know speed going in the speed of light right now in a vessel called earth around another you know system and flight but because it's so massive we don't see it rotating and it's moving constantly we don't feel it but it's moving actually yeah. a moving vehicle uh yeah. whether on its own or around the sun or actually as as, as a whole you know uh solar system so yeah. there's so yeah. much we can talk about that but here's the funny thing we went from people and us <laughs> to the secrets of the universe in less than an hour and and we probably like so people are like what kind of show is this because i mean this is supposed to be the iHealth channel i had radio and yes because this is a show about you know mental psychology and things like that but it all ties into all these factors and you know while i'm not an expert you know gabrielle is you know i do interact with even these things and these are some subjects that i've uh, you know uh, was always keen on and, and i've always looked into uh but but really very intriguing and interesting stuff sometimes we have to ask the questions uh, as humans you know we need to think and, and we we're supposed to think and unfortunately we don't all think uh, in the right way i mean we think about things but but not necessarily about reflecting in the world you know how our body functions how the universe functions how things all correlate to each other uh how our relationships are i mean we're again this is about people and us it's really about interaction interacting with others how do we grow and behave and actually be and then interact until we're out of this theater that we talked about earlier so um any last words for this show you know gabriel <laughs> sure oh, wonderful so they are interrelated um just by, because we deny the life and the love in us, uh, it doesn't mean that it could care any less. We are the ones 
who suffer because we deny, we minimize, or we blame somebody else uh, for our life. And in the meantime, the sun goes up and down every day, whether we seek occasions to get offended or we seek occasions to find the beauty within and without us and enjoy and love and be loving towards others. Well, with those wonderful words, Gabriel, thank you for another crazy, interesting, intriguing show. And I mean, crazy good. Um, you know, folks, thank you for watching the iHealth channel and, and listening to iHealth Radio. Uh, uh, this is Hurricane H here, and we'll be talking soon in another show. And look forward to another Gabriel Garrison hour. And uh, that will be next week. Ciao, ciao. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you.